search methods. Hello and welcome to the Research Methods podcast of the Management Center Innsbruck. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogristov. And this is our next episode in the mini-series on the discrete choice experiment method. In this episode, we are going to talk about how to analyze data from your discrete choice experiment. In the previous episode, I offered you two options on how to run your discrete choice experiment. The first one is you just create pictures from the options you develop based, for example, on the document by Cocker. The second option, you use the SDT Conjoin plugin, which automatically creates options for you and makes it easily available and well-readable on the Qualtrics. In both these cases, there is a difference in analysis, but there is only one step more. If you use the option with pictures, you have to manually enter all the data. So remember, you upload two pictures. The one picture is the product A and the second picture is product B and the person has to select between these two products. And of course, each product will have the attributes and the levels depicted there. So let's say the product A is a car of a color red power engine 35kW and then you have also the price 11,000 euro. And product B is the car color is black, the power is 32kW and the price is 11,000 euro. And you have to select between these two. When you do it using Qualtrics, you can export the file. It will be the Excel or the SPSS file. I usually go for the SPSS file. Whatever other software you are using, you will have the same option. You can download the data. But what you will see will be just the selected option one or two, and you will have to enter for each option the all the variables you used in this option. It means for the first option, you will have to add the attribute color and you have to indicate it was black or red. For the second option, it was the power of the engine and you have to indicate what exactly they have taken, the 30 or 32 kW, and um, by the third attribute, it was the price and you also have to introduce the level. And you have to repeat it for all options you have developed. In our experiment uh, with the indirect cost of digitization, which I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, we used exactly this method. We took the pictures and then I had to record it and introduce all the variables. The good thing is, of course, that if each person makes 16 comparison, then you can already know how you record them. You can do it more or less automatically. All those who saw the pictures, they all have to see the following variables and then you include the color and for all of them the color is red because they saw the same option. If you use the same option several times, you can just simply copy and paste the data and it, it makes the life a bit simpler. In the events of the SDT Conjoin plugin, you don't need to do it because it has been already done for you and you just have to export the SPSS file which contains all the data you can analyze. Now we're going to the analysis phase and imagine that you have the two options which I told you before, the two, two cards you selected, and you have an additional variable now, you have the decision. One of these two options was preferred. If you have this, you can code it as one if it is the yes and zero if it's a rejection or a no decision. And then automatically you have a lot of data and you have to restructure the data file one more time. It means for this specific option, each time this specific user saw the red car against the black car, he decided for the black car. It means there are suddenly two more options. 
the user are taking decision with regard to the red car, and this is negative decision, zero. The same user taking the decision with regard to the black car, and this was the positive decision, one. And then you make it for each attribute this person saw during this decision. For example, it was also the power of engine, so it means the power of engine, which was 30 kW, was a zero, and 32 was a one, and the price 11,000 was a one, and 10,000 was a zero. And you do it repeatedly. I wouldn't recommend you to give more than 10 decisions. Uh, each of these 10 decisions has two options, and each of these options has the value of 0 or 1, depending on was it selected or not selected. If you recode it and restructure the dataset, then all of a sudden, from 100 cases, every of them has 10 decisions. We have already 1000 cases, and each of them has two decisions, the one which is the take and the one which is the reject. And then automatically you have 20,000 answers from 100 people who went through 10 decisions. And all this data can be then analyzed because you have all the variables and you can see whether one or two of the variables really had impact on the decision to reject or decision to select this product. This is why the discrete choice experiment is so interesting because you usually have to find 200 people and then you have the very powerful data set and you can really estimate what is impacting your decision with regard to specific attribute or specific level of this attribute. When you have done this all, you have to run the logistic regression. It is the logistic regression because you have the option 0 or 1. It is rejected or taken. And if you run the logistic regression, you enter all the variables you have. So you have, for example, for the first attribute, and you have four levels, so you have to enter the three of four levels. You have to amend one, because if you introduce one, I think in SPSS you have to introduce all four of them. In state, I think you have to take three. No, I think you have to take all four of them, but the one is always not calculated, because it is always the comparison. The program compares level two, to level 1, level 3 to level 1, level 4 to level 1. And the statistical significances you will see is in how much probable it is that if this specific option appears as compared to the other option that the person will go for this option. It means if you have four attributes, you will have to enter all variables and you will have four comparisons. So for each attribute you will have a separate comparison because within the attribute one of the four options had impact on whether the project was taken or not, and the same applies for each attribute. After you have done it, you have the data and you have the statistical significance, and then it is fine. You can really know whether some aspects are more important than the others. If you find no statistical significance, it means that it is equally important. It means for people it was not a decisive option, so the level or the attribute didn't really play a role in the decision making. What I also find interesting that uh, if you want to know how probable or how likely it is that if the person will see these two options that she will take or he will take the, the one specific one of these options, you have to calculate mar marginal effects. I usually do it using Stata because Stata has a nice line of code which you can enter to calculate the marginal effects and then you can really translate it into, into percentage and it is the powerful statistics. Two important things which you have to know. The first one that you have always the comparison. It is not the absolute value. You have only the four levels and you always compare three of them towards the one of them. 
uh, it means it is just a comparison. You cannot say that you need to have this option. It means if you have the four option, those products which have the, the, the say the first option, they are preferable as compared to all other products which possess the option number two, three, and four. The second thing which is important to know that if you know the marginal effects you can calculate and you have the price you can calculate the willingness to trade something and something there is a formula based on which you can calculate take the better values and see in how much what is the price of let's say having the car in red and even use the car in red is it really motivating your customer to pay more for the color in red and depending on how many levels you have of the price, you can really contribute how precise it is, let's say. But those who would like to have a red card, they are ready to pay 450 euros more. And um, I think this is it. The two more things which you can look at is the variance explained. You can take the decision and take the one attribute and request the, as independent variable, the attribute, the levels of the attribute and the dependent variable is the decision and look at the R squared. In this case, you can really find what is the highest variance explained by each attribute. So it means you have to run this test for each attribute, for all levels within each attribute separately. And then you can say how powerful is this attribute. I uh, used to have the attribute which is really, which was really important because it explained the highest variance in decision. And the next thing which is important to know is the significance and how to interpret it. Let's take you compare level 2, 3 and 4 against the level 1 and you find that all 3 are statistically significant. But if you compare the levels 1, 2 and 3 against the level 4, the significances will look different. It can happen that they will look different. It can happen that the options 3 2, 3, and 4 very, are very similar. It means people do not care is it option 2, 3, or 4, but they care that it is not or it is option 1. That is why it's good not only to show the significance, um, but also to depict and show how the options are placed. And if you see that some of the options are pretty close to each other with regard to their B values, then you know it's probably there will be no significant difference. If we make the test again, the difference there will be difference in p-values, but not in the meaning. So if I take another group, I will just compare the other items against the the selected item. And it is also important to know so it is not really about the p-values; it's about what you depict and what are the difference between the attributes. And that is why I recommend you to depict them to show what is the probability or likelihood that somebody would go for option as compared to other options. I think this is the basics of the analysis for a discrete choice experiment. Of course, there are many tricks and I think, I think you have to find them on your own or look for other tutorials. Thank you for being with me. I wish you all the best. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your analysis. Leave us a comment. Rate our episode. It does matter. Thank you and good luck.